You are Locked On NC State, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me again, Kenton Gibbs, bringing you another episode of Locked On Wolfpack. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Now, in watching the ACC tournament, I've been thinking about some things. I've been thinking, okay? And one of the things I thought about, because I know that a lot of the fan base is very disgruntled with Kevin Keats right now, and that's understandable. Heck, I am too, right? I'd be lying if I said I wasn't. So with that being said, the question becomes, what does Keats need to do to win back the fan base and keep his job? Or at least keep his job, right? Because I think that that's that's the bare minimum uh, that we would discuss as far as something of importance. What does Keats need to do to keep his job? So I'm going to be addressing that from my point of view. And this is just me. Other people will have their points of view that differ from mine, and that is okay. There will be people who he is irredeemable, nothing he can do except win a national championship to bring you back. So I'm just going to bring my perspective on that in this episode, okay? With that being said, I want to let y'all know I'm I'm much more, or not much more, but I I think I am just as much of a uh, don't tell me about the labor pain, show me the baby type of person as, as most people that you'll find. And so I'm not really going to talk about the process like, oh, he has to overturn the coaching staff or has to do this or has to do that. I'm going to talk about some personnel moves he should make. I'm going to talk about things that I need to see out of this team that I, I flatly did not this year. Okay, so that's that's where this game is, is going to go. Uh, I mean, that's where this is going to go for me personally. Okay, so the first thing that has to happen to me, that has to happen. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. No way around it. Our bigs have to get better. Not should, not, you know, it, it'd be nice. No, 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 no. Our, our bigs, all this season, and I, I want to make sure that I got this correct because I was flabbergasted by this. Not once this year did our bigs combine. And by bigs, I'm not including Jericho Helms because he's objectively not a big. He's much more uh, a wing than a big. Our bigs all this season did not have a single game, not a one, not one time where they combined for 20 or more points. Not one. Not one. You can say what you want about old Coach Keats. Uh, and it's his offense and, and Coach Keats and his offense really uh, disallow these players to get anything done or anything along those lines. Let me tell you something. There is no way under God's green earth you can tell me that in an offense that is, um, you know, quote unquote, not an offense or whatever the case may be, whatever, however you want to call it. There is no way that we should be looking at a situation where our bigs are not just on occasion, once. I'm not even saying that this is like a a needs to be an every game thing. Not a single time all season did our centers and power forwards combine for 20 points. That's unacceptable. That is unacceptable. Stuff like that, stats like that, 
show you how bad this team was. And it's not just incumbent upon the bigs in and of themselves to be a dominant force to get that done. A big part of teams that are able to score out of post, teams that are able to do good things out of post, they have the ability to make the entry pass. And that sounds simple. I know that that sounds super simple. That sounds like the, the easiest thing in the world. Just make the entry pass. But boy, do we have we made it look hard these past couple years. Boy, have we made it look hard these past couple years. So with that being said, our bigs have to perform better offensively. They don't have to be world beaters. They don't have to be uh, 15 and 10 or 20 and 10 guys or anything like that. Nobody's expecting that. But there needs to be uh, at least a, a decent modicum of scoring out of out of our bigs. I mean, how many times, how many games did we see uh, Dewana Gibson and, and Ross combined for less than 10? Like, we're not even talking about, I'm not even talking about over 20 at this point. How many times did we see those three combined for less than 10? Oh, okay. So, uh, that's, that's the first thing that happens. There has to be improvement out of our bigs. Second thing, our guard play, particularly at the point guard position, has to uh, just, it, it has to skyrocket as well. And to me, the point guard position playing much better will lead to the bigs playing better. The fact of the matter is, we saw Cam Hayes play terrible ball all year. We saw Breon Pass look like a freshman offensively. He Defensively, he, he looks mature. He looks developed. He looks like he was doing what he needs to do. Offensively, it, it wasn't much there. We did not have a true point guard all year. We didn't. And that's just the reality. But whoever you wanted to say, oh, this guy was the point guard, they didn't do enough. They didn't. We weren't passing the ball extremely well. And again, that starts with the point. That is where it starts. I mean, for Christ's sake, Darian Sebron was the leader on, in assists on this team, averaging 3.2. Come on. Come on. That's not, you're not being honest with yourself, saying that that's, that's something that you like. You're not. You can't be. And if you are, then we need to have a, a, a different conversation about why you think that that is acceptable, why you think that that will get it done in the ACC. I don't care how many guards you run in your system. I don't care. What I do care about is the fact that that is flatly not okay. Your, your leader in assist, averaging 3.2 a game, and then when you look at the assist-to-turnover ratio, it's not much better. You got him, you got uh, Terquavian Smith, at, you, Darren Sebron with 3.2 assists to 2.4 turnovers. You got Terquavian Smith, 2.1 assists to 1.7 turnovers. You got Cam Hayes, 2.1 assists to 1.4 turnovers. Not a single player on the team had a, a 1.5 or better. Um, uh, not a single player who averaged multiple assists had a 1.5 or better turnover, 1.5 to 1 or better assist to turnover ratio. The words were beating me up there. I'm sorry, y'all. That is not acceptable. That has to get better. And again, the point guard play getting better will address some of the other problems. The point guard play getting better addresses some of the other problems. It, it just does. It just does. 
And how does this happen? Either something needs to happen with the development of Cam Hayes or, or Breon Pass needs to make a jump, or we need to go into the transfer portal and get somebody. I know that everybody is talking about Dillingham uh, recla- reclassifying. I don't see that happening. I don't see that happening. So if that's not going to be the case, then we need to get better at the point guard position. To be honest, our wings next year, I am not really concerned. Terquavian Smith is Terquavian Smith. Darian Sebron is Darian Sebron. Both of them being back in a year better, a year bigger, year stronger, year faster. I love it. I like it. I like it a lot. But our point guards, we need somebody who is going to run the offense, who is going to distribute the basketball, who is going to get folks set up where they're supposed to be. And that brings me to the last thing that I will talk about in this first segment. Because I've been focused predominantly on offense. And so I guess I'll talk about things that need to happen defensively and, and off the court as well in the, the second. But the last thing that this team needs to do better. I've talked about it before on this show, and I'll talk about it again. There needs to be a set that is committed to memory. There needs to be an offensive look or philosophy. That is committed to memory. And if we don't have that, then our defensive, uh, then our defensive schemes should be that of complete and utter chaos creation. Because to me, I'll be all right if we don't have a, a superbly set up uh, half court offense. But guess what? On defense, if that's the case, then defensively, what we should be doing to teams should be. It should be nothing short of of folks having to call the Geneva Convention on us saying, hey, listen, what they are doing is not a defense. This is an attack on every team that has the ball. Because, again, it it, it boggles my mind. It boggles my mind to see a team that, uh, as a a former Division I athlete, I know how much time these guys put in. I know. I've been there. I've done it. I'm telling you. The immense amount of hours that go into what we see on game day. There should be, there, there's no way that our offense should just be, oh yeah, well, I mean, kind of set a screen and see if we can get some dribble penetration and you set a screen and see if we can get some dribble penetration off that if that doesn't work and you hand off to him and, you know, you kind of bring it out to the top of the key and after you get the handoff and. Uh, you just kind of try to make something happen. And at that point, the shot clock's going to be run. No, no, especially if defensively we're just playing standard man defense. What are you working on then? That becomes the question. What are you working on in practice? If we do not have any complex, any uh, just a vast array of defenses that we pop out every single possession is something different or or uh, we are, in essence, the best full-court defenders in the nation or something like that, sure. But if not, offensively, come on, come on. You, you got to tell me something. You got to show me something. Because that's that's just, again, I don't understand it, and it's just not acceptable. It's it's not. It's that's That's the reality of this, okay? And another reality is that March Madness is here, and don't we all love it? But with that being said, 
Uh, it's the best time for you to also make sure that you get in your picks with Stat Hero. Stat Hero single game pickums pits every pits the star player against each other in amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back from those handicappers that always seem to have the advantage. Start focusing on the players you know best with a gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. StatHero.com. I'm sorry, Stat Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you're up against. In addition to pick 'em games, they also have dozens of lineups you can comb through and go ahead and choose. So sign up free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Use promo code locked on for a 100% match. Stathero.com slash locked on. Promo code locked on. Terms and conditions do apply. So now we're going to get to the defensive things. I kind of touched on it already in the first, in the, in the end of the first segment, but this team needs to establish some type of identity because this year, the question was, what is their identity? Who are they? Who are they? Okay. What, what are they going to do? What, what is it that they're known for that makes it hard on you? So, for example, every good team, every good team has their thing that they are known for. Everybody, everybody. And it's not just about, um, it's not just about, you know, oh, you need to specialize in this one specific thing. Some teams are so good that they have like, the fact that they're good at a, a ton of different things is their thing, right? For example, our women's basketball team, they've shown they are absolute stripers from deep, hitting an average of 39% uh, in their wins, but they've also shown the ability to win when they aren't shooting well. They're one of the best defensive teams in the conference, but they've also shown that they can win shootouts. They're a team that is balanced and deep, but they've also shown that when their stars turn it on, they turn it on. Get out of the way. So sure, that's a way to be known. But this team, I don't think has the talent to be that. Because if you're going to be a team that's known for everything, you have to have players, the personnel, who can do a little bit of everything. So when you're looking at this team, what you want to see is an established identity of just doing something. Just doing something to the level of, okay, wait a minute now. When you play state, you gotta, you better be strapped in and ready. You better be strapped in and ready for this thing, whatever that thing is. I would hope that we are healthier next year, and it can be that we go 10 deep and run that full quarter, three quarters court pressure all game, that we can turn you over in a heartbeat, and that's when we're at our best. That would be great. That would be great. Anything would be great. Heck, even if Coach Keys completely reverse course and say, you know what? Anybody who wants to transfer, good, go. I'll give you your walking papers. Well, actually, it's a transfer report, and I'll say they don't need walking papers. But you get my point. Hey, good, go on about your way. We're going to go big. We're going to go really big. Of course, that's not going to happen. But you get my point. The, the point is, this team needs to be known for something. And to me, the way it is easier to make your team known for something defensively than it is offensively. And let me explain uh, why. Offense doesn't normally build your defense. That's not how it works, right? 
So, for example, think of the most uh, renowned offenses that you saw in college in recent college basketball history in in the shot clock era of course think about it and tell me this how many offenses did you see where the offense was so prolific it naturally built the defense out feel free don't worry i'll wait now do the inverse think of really good defenses think of patrino at louisville and how they basically offensively it was like eh, whatever but defensively, oh, you were going to get down the stance. You were going to defend a certain way. You were going to do certain things in order to uh, get on the court, which would make the team better. You look at Virginia, the pack line or back line defense, whatever they like to call it, that thing, that in turn, it, it, it turns bad teams over. It forces teams into bad shots. When those teams take bad shots, Virginia can get out and run a little bit. That's that's what that defense is made to do. Offensively in the half court, Virginia has never been anything that's just super, oh my Lord, look at these guys here because of just the offense alone and the defense was neglected and it didn't matter. No, the defense built out that offense. And again, even outside the ACC, if you look around the country at large, teams are building out via defense, making their offense happen. That's that's how it happens more often than not. Because again, good defense or great defense can lead you to some easy buckets. The ability to score buckets is not, you know, always going to transfer over into, all right, now you can get back, set up your defense and, and stop everything that's in front of you. And so again, that's the philosophy part of it. The next part of, of the uh, defensive stuff that I would like to see we need to be able to stop dribble penetration in the half court. I have for too many years now, too many years straight under keys, seen teams understand the fact that regardless of who's guarding me, if I'm playing against NC State, we can go ahead and ISO. I'm going to be able to get to the basket. I'm going to be able to, to draw... Uh, an extra defender and force them to rotate and the ball will always move faster than men and we'll find an open shot because of that. Excuse me. I am sick and tired of being sick and tired of watching dribble penetration absolutely destroy us. Sick and tired of being sick and tired. Has to stop. Has to stop. I, and it, it's, it is mind-boggling because, to me, I get it. These are absolute, these are the highest level of, this is the highest level of basketball outside of professional for the most part, right? We get that. We understand that. Sure. The players that you are defending, absolutely elite scores. They're going to go on to play pro. They're going to go on to be top uh, five draft picks in the case of Paulo. They're going to go on to be... Um, you know, potential defensive player of the years in in the NBA and in, in Williams and and you know you could see some some guys playing in the league and uh, a few other guys around the conference. I get that, but our inability to stop the dribble drive from virtually any position, our inability to stop the dribble drive except for maybe one or two guys. There is no way. To, to win like that. 
even when we were, I'll, I'll tell you this. I was not paying as close attention in Keith's first couple of years because we were seeing some pretty good success coming out. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is year one. If this is year two, I want to see what we're going to look like later on down the line. But with that being said, the fact of the matter is this is a thing that you cannot have. Part of uh, Dewana's foul troubles come from his lack of discipline, sure. But another part of it comes from the fact that he is presented with many too many times to be undisciplined because everybody is playing against Wolf. Playing against the Wolf Pack is, you know, they might as well call us I five forty because everybody's gonna get to drive down it. Everybody's gonna get a free drive on now, no tolls whatsoever. And so it, it's a situation where we have to, have to, have to get better at that. Have to. You cannot live and die by. Oh, if we don't turn you over, we're gonna lose this game. It's just not a good strategy. Again, we talk about the the uh, amazing scores and teams you see in the ACC, sure. But you know what makes the extraordinary? Doing the ordinary extra well. All of these teams that we say are so extraordinary are that because they do the little things well. They take care of the ball well. Yes, forcing these teams into turnovers would be good, but just getting stops would be better. Just getting stops. And now, uh, the last thing, of course, Ebenezer's got to be more disciplined. But, again, it's it's not not much more that you can ask of him when he's every, – every game is going to be 10, 15 times when he's on the court. Guys are virtually having a, a free run to the basket. Not much more you can ask. But, again, our bigs have got to do a little bit better of a job protecting the rim. So, you know, those are – and here's the thing that I want to see in terms of, of – wins and losses to me getting us to the tournament firmly in the tournament now i'm not talking about oh we were last four in or whatever getting us firmly in the tournament winning a game or two in the tournament going to the semifinals maybe the the quarterfinals any acc tournament that that keeps the job to me that keeps the job honestly because to me this year sure Null and void and, and all that good stuff. But still, you can't tell me, oh, well, we made the NIT, so we're good. Not, no, 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 no. Just because you redefined what the floor was at a new low for program history, you can't then say, oh, well, we're good now that our, our floor is lower, so our ceiling is also lower. Not having it. Not having it. This team needs to win at least at least a game or two in the ACC tournament, and they also need to be firmly in the NCAA tournament to keep his job for me. Anything short of that, go ahead and pack it up. And if you think that he can't do that and, and they might as well pack it up now, I understand. I'm not mad at you for it. But that's just, again, this is me telling you what I think needs to happen in order for uh, me to feel some confidence here. And you know what helps me with confidence around March Madness time? Run your pool. Are you going for the usual? Are you looking for the best? We've done our homework here and we're running brackets with runyourpool.com. Along with standard brackets, Run Your Pool offers game types like Survivor and Pick X, and they have options to edit scoring and they offer more intel to make your picks. All the stuff you won't find at ESPN or CBS. Clearly, we believe in Run Your Pool because, like I said, we're running our brackets there ourselves. There's no truer test than that. If you want to play against us for a shot of the cash prize, join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on. 
And while you're there, create your own pool for your friends and family. Enter Pure Madness at checkout for a $10 off your for $10 off your custom pool. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize. We look forward to seeing you and beating you there. Also, let me talk to you about betonline.net. It's that time of the year again. College basketball's tournament is finally upon us. From the latest odds, contests, player props, betonline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. So we're about to land this thing, but I think that I've made myself more than clear about the things I'd like to see on the court. But at the end of the day, even if none of the things I want to see on the court happen except for the winning, and it, it is more abundant than what I hope for, I'm happy. I'm Again, I am not a person to complain about the methodology. While I know a little something about basketball, while I have played some basketball in my life, I am not going to pretend to know this game more than Keats. I am not going to do that. So as long as they are winners, as long as this is a, a situation where we're cutting down some nets or or – at least getting into the tournament, you know, that's, that is something that I say, all right, okay, you got me. You got me for one more year. You got me for another year, but you're still on thin ice. Cause right now, right now the ice that he's on, oh boy, oh boy, you better watch it. You better watch every step. Thank you all so very much for coming out. I appreciate you every single time. Peace and love y'all. And as always go pack. You are Locked On NC State, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.